Hey, y'all, it's Noxie. Thanks for listening to the Detailed Solutions Podcast. And now, a little bit more about one of our sponsors. Alex, have you heard about the pain assassins on Facebook? No, Noxie, what's that? I'm glad you asked, you wrinkled little booby. Pain Assassins was started by a dude named Jason Bruno to where detailers can find the camaraderie that they're looking for without any of the negative trolling bullshit like other Facebook groups. Not only that, but they can compete with their work weekly, monthly, or yearly to win prizes. Oh, dude, and they make sick merchandise, so you always have fresh gear to wear. Whoa. <sighs> anyway, y'all want to check it out? Again, it's Pain Assassins on Facebook or Instagram. Check it out. just have to are you going to edit that out or the are the listeners going to be like what did he yeah no no that that i will edit out that's where i'll be a little bit not lazy um the inboxes will be filled by tomorrow what happened welcome to the detail solutions podcast my name is alex russell and i'm your host uh so this one's going to be a flip-flop for you guys this is another what's on your mind you got them back to back so jason back again on a friday night it's weird to have you on a friday night I'm fresh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm excited for this one. Yeah. So, you know, the typical like, share, um, please go subscribe, hit the, the little bell button, the notification button. So whenever the podcast drops, uh, you get that notification on your phone, um, like it, share it, subscribe to it. Um, the social media side of it, uh, detail solutions podcast is on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, and then we have the discussion page. So the detail solutions podcast discussion page on Facebook. And that is where everybody can go and drop their comments, their likes, their suggestions, all that fun stuff. Um, we've been getting some pretty good, um, interaction on there. So I like it. It's not too crazy, but it's just, just good enough. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, so tonight we've got uh, a couple of, uh, big names on so we got uh eric joseph and dylan von kleiss how you guys doing good man thanks for having us on yeah yeah doing great happy to be here on this friday night we appreciate it we appreciate it yeah, so sure. we're gonna kind of so the other night when we were doing the birthday bash we uh so if you listen to the birthday bash and then you listen to this one we were talking about pet peeves and one of the pet peeves i didn't mention on there because i knew we were doing this one um and you guys have heard me talk about it before is uh, detailers who charge a premium, but then chance out, you know, whether they're using cheap, you know, products, cheap, you know, using a pad, one too many cars longer than it should have been used, um, whether they're, uh, you know, stretching product um, instead of, uh, you know, just using what they're supposed to. Um, so that's what we're going to talk tonight with these guys um so i hope that's a pet peeve of you guys too <laughs> small one 
Yeah, and Dylan, Dylan, just just so everybody knows, Dylan wrote an article. What was that like six years ago? I think. Five yeah, years ago, something crazy, like that. Right? Yeah, I think that was I, when I sent it to you. I looked at, I was like, man, has it been that long since yeah. I wrote that? And I'm still still out here trying to preach about this. Yeah, and that's <laughs> seriously. What... I was just thinking the same thing six years ago, and it's still an issue. Yeah. Yep. And that's what I think fit in perfectly. So Dylan's article was basically, you know, about everybody detailers, you know, a little hypocritical, you know, every detailer complaining about the $50 guy or the, you know, mm-hmm. $400 coding guy or whatever. But yet again, you know, you're charging a premium, but you're chintzing out and using cheap stuff or stretching stuff or, you know, whatever kind of deal. At least, uh, it's pretty much the gist of the article, right? Yeah. And yeah. I mean, no joke. I mean, I, I get it all the time and it's, it's funny, you know, being different groups cause we're all, you know, everybody kind of runs in detailing industry small. So we're all yeah. kind of in the same group, same, same Facebook discussion groups, same people are all connected and you, you'll see a guy that'll make, and it's really why I wrote that, that article. It happened and it's happened tons of times since but you get a guy who would sit there and complain he'd make a post you know oh, there's this guy down the street and you know screen capture the guy's page he's like he's doing he's doing correction and coding for 500 bucks dude what a hack and i don't even know how am i supposed to compete with this but the customers are complaining that i'm too expensive blah 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 and that dude literally within minutes of making that post sends me a direct message complaining that the polishers were too expensive and if you yeah. couldn't give them a discount <laughs> on, on rupas he was going to go buy one of like the knockoff tools. And I'm like, I, I literally had to like, kind of like, is this guy like playing with me? What's the, what's the game? And so I was very polite to him. I told him why they cost what they cost and why he shouldn't be, you know, shopping knockoffs if he's taking the business seriously and he claims to be the premium guy in his market. And then I proceeded to, you know, write the article, which kind of ripped dudes like him apart, but <laughs> it, it's, it is a problem, right? I mean, you can't be the guy who's constantly on, facebook groups or on instagram looking for the cheap web designer or hey yeah. you know this this product's too expensive where can i get the cheapest version of this or you know posting links to alibaba with you know cheap generic foam pads like hey are these any good but yeah then be the the primo guy and then complaining about the people who are cheaper than you it just is it's it's hypocritical i mean and if you're going to be the premium guy i'm not it, it's not about price either that's the thing it's there are good products that are inexpensive out there right but mm-hmm. don't don't complain about the prices of things if you're going to complain about people who charge less than you. I mean, it's 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 pretty simple to understand. But again, six years later, here we are. Yeah, and that's that's the thing I always you know I always preach too is you know yeah my my Rupus machines were expensive. I mean I thankfully had uh, my owner was a distributor at the time, so I mean I bought I bought them for like you know not as much. But still, like it was still expensive. But the way that I look at it is, is you know, and since then I've I've bought, you know, all my other ones at full price. But those machines make me so much money that it's like, it, it's a no brainer, right? When I think of my my Mark II, my Mark II is my workhorse. I've I've had it since the Mark IIs first came out. So that was what, like four years ago, maybe five years ago when the Mark IIs five came out. Five years ago now, yeah, yeah. yeah. And if I count up all the corrections, all the polish jobs, all the clay and wax jobs that I've thrown a nano pad on it and used it for, you know, over the last four or five years. Yeah. I mean, like you talk about a $350, $400 machine, whatever they cost new, like 
how much money I've made off of it. Like, it's stupid. Like, I don't get why detailers are cheapening out on. Well, I, I like see that. the detailers who, the detailers who complain about the fifty dollar detailers and everything, and all the ones who are literally, you know, cut in half all the all the prices. Those detailers. I don't really see them as as competition in the first place. Like the professional detailers out there, don't even worry about those other details. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's that, right? I mean, like me and Eric literally earlier today were if you're gonna be that guy, be that guy, right? Yeah. You wanna be the cheap guy? There's nothing wrong with it. Just don't don't pretend to be the premium guy and then go out and cheap out on your customers and use right. inferior stuff or cut corners, you know? Yeah. And listen, and the there's, side, there's you know, a- if 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 you end up being, you know, I when I can eat, I won't use cheap because everyone else is using cheap, right? If you're going to offer that lower tier, that lower level service, there's, there's nothing wrong with it, right? Yeah. And you can always step up, right? Mm-hmm. That's with any industry, anywhere you go, there's entry, you know, good, better, best, right? Yep. That's, we, we always train that. We always teach that, right? And if you want to go from good, you know, to better, that's cool. You want to go from, you know, better to best. You want to go back. That's fine, right? Um, but there's just a lot of, there's a lot of things that comes with that. Right. And I think that's what guys are missing. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I, that's, I think that's probably the part that gets misconstrued when we, when, when I talk about this to people, or if I make a post publicly about it or something that it's, Oh, you just want, you just want everybody to buy the most expensive shit and, and, and virtue signal and oh look flex. Like I got, I got the best stuff and I have this and I have that it's not really about that. It is, it's more, it's more to the fact that you can't complain about the cheap guy and then cheap out kind of behind the scenes. Right. Yeah. At the same time, if you want to, if you want to be at the top of the business, you got to look around and see who's supporting the industry. Right. So if you are, if you're, if you're a guy who wants to take this seriously and there's a lot of guys out there that will do the, you know, I'm all about it in the detailing industry, ride or die and, you know, rah, rah, rah. But then they'll go and they're buying from brands or supporting brands that don't support the industry, right? Exactly. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, there's the the reason you pay a premium for a for a, a name brand product or somebody's recognized as kind of an industry leader. And I'm not. This is just Rupa's. There's tons of companies that are like us. I mean, I'll, I'll even say Chris Metcalf over at Flex is a good friend. Flex makes great tools as well. Yeah. And they have they fight the exact same problem we do is that they have mm-hmm. overhead because they've got research and development. They've got to support the customer after the sale. They've got to conduct training. They've got to do all these things. And all that stuff goes into support the industry that you're a part of, right? So yeah, are you paying a little bit more for that product? Absolutely. If it's Rupa's, if it's G-Technic, if it's Flex, if it's whatever, your name brand product is always going to cost probably a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But that product is reinvesting in the industry in which you are trying to run your business. Yeah. And so you're, you're helping fund that to a certain degree. And every time you choose to go to the you know, the knockoff, the, the IP theft type stuff and support that instead. I'm not, that's fine. It's your money. You spend it how you want, but don't, don't do the, you know, the industry chest beating and pretend like you're all you're you know, ride or die for the detail industry. Because if you are, you wouldn't support companies that don't support the industry, you know, exactly. or just out there stealing from companies that do. Is your car detailing website crashing and burning? Son, your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. You're putting the pedal to the metal, but not seeing the leads you want? Bingo. Keep your detailing website out of the danger zone. Yes, sir. 
Detailers Roadmap is the premier web service for detailers. You need to be doing it better and cleaner than the other guy. Now, what is it with you? We build punchy marketing campaigns and cost-efficient websites for detailers designed to get you leads and generate traffic. Custom-built websites start at just $99 a month. I feel the need, the need for speed. And unlike other developers, we only work with one industry, yours. Stay out of the danger zone. And cruise on over to DetailersRoadmap.com and see how we can push your leads into overdrive. Talk to me, Goose. That's DetailersRoadmap.com. Cougar, you hear that? DetailersRoadmap.com. Roger. Well, and, you know, one of the, the kind of what you're saying is, you know, one of the biggest memes that I think is comes up on Facebook every now and then, right? Is in and it's of course it's detailers talking about detailers, right? But I don't think they ever think about, you know, the other stuff is, you know, good work isn't cheap and cheap work isn't good. You know, exactly. I mean it goes to the, to the same thing of the products you use, whether it's a machine, a pad, you know, a ceramic coating, a compound of polish. I mean, the good stuff is good for a reason and it's not cheap. You know, and that's one of the things that, you know, again, starting when I started out, I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, like, I don't how can I afford to pay for all this stuff? You know, it's crazy expensive, blah, 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 whatever. Um, so, then, you know, I probably bought some cheaper name brand stuff versus buying, you know, I, I can always say I've never had any knockoff stuff. But, you know, like I might not have used the higher tier, you know, coatings or the higher tier compounds and mm -hmm. polishes. But once I got to a level where I was making decent money and I understood it more, then it's not an, it, money isn't an object in a sense, isn't an object when I'm paying for things. Because I look yeah. at that, you know, that, that 32 ounce bottle of compound or whatever, oh my God, it's $69 or, you know, whatever, $59. That's a lot. But then I go, okay, well, how many cars am I going to do use this on, you know, and how much money am I going to make per car? Like, you know, it's, yep. it's, it's a no brainer. Again, my, my Rupus machine, you know, paid $400 for whatever, five years ago, a year and a half, two years ago, I had the internals completely rebuilt for 200 bucks because my armature was so worn out that the guy at auto magic when changing it was like dude i don't know how it was working yesterday <laughs> and i'm like what do you mean and he goes it's not spinning enough to make contact with the brushes how were you using it yesterday because i was like you know i told him i was like it broke yesterday or stopped working and i was like i don't know it just did and it was working fine until it didn't so like it went all the way and just died died um you know, when I buy extension cords, I'm not buying cheap ass Harbor Freight extension cords. You know, hell like, no, <laughs> hell no, because your 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 wrist is a is, is a is a is proof of that. Well, that, that yeah yeah yeah, but you know what? That wasn't a cheap ass Harbor Freight extension cord. That was mm -hmm. one of those expensive uh, extension well, cords from from Sky's the Limit. <laughs> but that wasn't the well, extension cord's fault. Um, but that's not even, I mean, if you think about it, and I bet you, I, I, all all four of us, I bought something at Harbor Freight. I actually bought something. Just I started on a Harbor Freight tool. Yeah. And listen, yeah. I'm not knocking Harbor Freight, but I'm just, I understand the value of purchasing something that ha that's a little more expensive because like what you said, I understand yeah. there's, there's, 
more that's gone into it to make it a better product and make it worth that money. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, there's a reason why we're all wearing Nikes and Reeboks and we're not running around in Skechers or, you know, whatever. Well, I, I, <laughs> Skechers are nice, man. Skechers are cool. <laughs> all right. No all right. Nice. Nice. Cool. Right, Joe Montana. <laughs> but yeah, no, but I think, you know, to try to not get like, you know, too like OG with all this, right? But to just kind of break it down sort of simple when you guys approach me with this, you know, what I really broke it down to and the whole industry is going into this like legit SEO push. Like the industry is really grown up. It's like, and it's growing at an exponential rate day by day. Right. So like we're getting a lot, um, we're getting a lot of guys who left corporate America during COVID, you know, we're getting a lot of new shops popping up that even though they're new in time, they're not necessarily new in their business practices and they understand business. So there, there's two key words involved with the, with the four of us right now, right? That have nothing to do with brand. And that's paint correction and that's ceramic coating, right? right? Mm-hmm. Two big pieces of our business that we've all made and built um, a, you know, pretty good businesses and, and, and income on. And when you look at it that way, right? You look at it that way, that's what kind of irks me with this is you have multiple brands. And like we said, it's not just, you know, the brands that are represented on this podcast tonight. But when you look at the brands who have been doing the work, right? Who started at SEMA with a 10 by 10 booth and now they're in a, you know, 30 by 30 and a, you know, 40 by 60, you know, really the brands that, that have the market share, they're, they're vested. They're the reason why ceramic coating is a key word. They're the reason why paint correction is a key word, right? Because they've done... All of the work, whether it was training, whether it was marketing, whether it was development, you know, we could break this down a million ways. But when your customer now understands what pain correction is, where we used to have to spend hours educating someone, and when your phone rings and someone's asking for ceramic coating, it's not because there's a $13 bottle of ceramic coating on Amazon, right? right? <laughs> it's it's because we have a NASCAR running in Atlanta tomorrow, right? And that, yeah. and again, like Dylan said, that that's no flex, right? That's just, that's a part of the business that we have to do now, right? Mm -hmm. If we don't play, you know, big boy games, we don't continue to grow like a big boy or girl, right? 2022. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And I think that's a piece that a lot of these guys just completely miss. They're like, well, this one's just as good as this one. And it's half the price. I mean, I'll debate it, right? We see stuff all over the world. Right. And, you know, you you could break one of, you know, the tools that Dylan represents. You can, you know, and you, you know, you may get a leaky bottle of crystal serum light. Stuff happens. Right. Right. It's, you know, it's, it's not about that side of it. Right. It's, it's about the work that's been done behind it. It's about the support. It's a whole nother topic we can talk about in a minute, but those two, like, if you take anything from this podcast, you know, the listeners, it, you know, focus on those two key words that you have, that you have built your business on. Right. And, you know, Dylan used, you know, ethics earlier. Right. And I'm just going to use another word like respect, right. Respect the work that's been done, period. Mm. Yeah. I mean, dang, man. Yeah. You're well, well said. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Podcast is over. I don't Ooh, think we need to talk about it. <laughs> No, no, but you make a good point. It is, where is, if you think about it, like if you take out, it, it doesn't matter, like to Eric's point, Eric and me, not just the brands we represent, but all that, that, that top tier brand stuff that's the recognized brands, the leaders in, in the category. If you take those away, 
and take away the innovations that these brands have brought to market and the awareness that they've generated through marketing and training and all stuff, where is detailing right now? Yeah. Like we're still, we're still hopping around with rotaries and then maybe you got a porter cable to finish. If you're lucky, you, you, I don't know, maybe you have a coating. It's probably not very good. If it, if at all, I mean, it's, there's so many companies that have pushed this forward and uh, you know, it's, it's, we're all capitalists. Of course, these companies are in business to make money. That's, oh, that's exactly. why they started in the first place. Right. But so are the people who use this stuff. So it's, we can't pretend that this is, it's not charity work. We get that. But at the same time, there is, it's a perfect way to put it, Eric, is the respect for the the work that's been put in. Because without, without these brands, I mean, I, I, I've only been with Rupa since 2015. The company has been around since 47. It's been in the U.S. since 2011. Mm-hmm. So for four years prior, I was riding that way. I was being able to take advantage of everything that Rupa's was doing. So I, now that I'm on their side, I look at it and go, man. That's, I mean, what a huge push that that gave for the paint correction game. And yeah. so there's there's all these things that we kind of have to pay a little bit of tribute to. And, and I think Eric did put it right. It's respect. It's a certain level of respect. And maybe maybe some of the issues are because some of these younger guys coming in just don't know. You know, maybe they don't know the background. They didn't have to use a rotary and a porter cable yeah. and, and try and make do, right? They didn't have the, they've, they've just came in and it's, you know, been easy. Right. And I mean, it's kind of like you said, I mean, we're, we're all in business. And of course, when you're in business, I mean, there is a, you know, you have to look at the bottom line. I mean, there is a, you know, you are trying to save, but you know, there's, you can still save on, on the bigger name things too. I mean, right. Like there's companies, there's distributors out there who distribute Rupes machines and, and pads and they do discounted prices. Well, we just had Greg. That's what I don't get. We just like had you Greg complain, from but Detailed you don't look Image on. Deals. Right. Yeah. Greg from Detailed Image was on last week, and he was talking about, you know, how they started all that stuff. Detailed Image has great, you know, discounts. I mean, Auto Geek, right. Auto Geek always has a discount going on. Always has sales. Um, Autoality. Autoality. Yeah. You could get good stuff and save some money without yeah. just... Well, you know. from a business standpoint, I mean, I used to own and operate a business and, and, and there's, there's a difference between cost cutting and then there's, there's managing your capital expenditures. Right. right. So if you consider your, I mean, it, your, your polishers are a key part. If you are in the correction and coding business, polishers kind of a big part of that. Right. Yeah. So you, you put that into capital expenditures, that's equipment. Right. And so you, do you, <laughs> Like if you take that mentality, the mentality we're talking about with some guys and you apply it to other industries, it almost kind of seems silly, right? You go, okay, let's talk about a guy who's a plumber and he's trying to be a professional plumber. And the dude rolls up in like a clapped out Camry with like three different color panels. And then he busts out mm-hmm. a bag of nothing but Harbor Freight tools that, you know, you could get your hands on. And he's, he's there to do your plumbing, you know, install the plumbing in your new house. Right. That's that looks silly, right? Nobody would do that. So that's the same thing we're talking about here is like, if you're trying to be on that professional tip, this is, this is an investment in your business. It should be professional stuff. It should be the right stuff, not the cheap stuff, the right stuff. If the cheap stuff is the right stuff for your business model, go for it. But it's not always about, you know, trying to shave a hundred bucks here and there. And I keep going back to, it's not about spending more money. We're not talking about buy the most expensive thing. You guys are just saying there's plenty of places that if you are a serious business and you're doing volume, Greg at detailed image has wholesale, pro- lots of distributors of wholesale programs. Yeah. So your volume is going to benefit you. It's going to, it's going to give you access to better pricing. So then the, the price argument becomes even less of a relevant thing. Mm-hmm. 
Obert Car Care was founded on the basic idea of remove the guesswork. And that's one reason it received the Product of the Year Award in 2021 at the Southern Detail Conference. As professionals, we forget how difficult and confusing paint correction can be. And that same challenge applies when trying to train employees to duplicate the quality of finish and work that you would yourself. The Oberg system removes the guesswork from paint correction and provides results every single time. To learn more, check out obergcarcare.com. And use the code DSP20 to save 20% off any wheel cleaner for the month of March. And, you know, you got, you know, there's just, there, there's certain, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's fair to say that there's pieces of, of what the key brands do that's almost taken for granted, but I'm just going to use that term and I can get flamed later for it. Right. You know, there, there's nothing like the Rupes training center in Denver, you know, until we finish hours, but like, that's not, (laughs) right. And, you know, in, in, you know, in regards to like what we do with the summit and, you know, what, what a car pro does with verge, Right. And what Modesta does with plus con and, and, you know, if I, you know, if I'm missing any, I apologize. You know, I'm not, I didn't make a list. Right. Yeah. This is just things off, you know, off the top of my head, you know, these brands, we, we don't have to do this. We don't. Right. I mean, it, we're talking, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars um, spent that, that we don't have to do mm-hmm. the same, the flip side. Right. Um, you know, you got a KXK hat on, you know, I have a Rupes hat on, I have a G Technic hoodie on, right? Like yeah. we wear the swag, we wear the gear, right? Okay. Of, of, of the brands that we're connected with because of what was built, right? <laughs> That's your own shirt. I don't even have one. <laughs> figure it out. I right? still wear it, man. <laughs> right? And, you know, and we get noticed, I mean, we were down in Costa Rica getting a COVID test. Right. And uh-huh. we were noticed by a detailer because of the brands that we were wearing. Right. Nice. Like super cool. Right. And, and, and like, that's what we've done special in the industry. I'm glad Dylan brought up the Harbor Freight plumber. Right. Because that's on my list here, you know, but like, you know, that guy's not going to be somewhere and be able to instantly network with someone who's in a similar level of the industry that he is. Right. Because he's using some bullshit. That's a lot. Right. It's not too bad of a word. Yeah, dude, you can swear all the Jason, you Jason, want. Jason, Jason right. says way worse. So it's okay. Right? Oh, shit. <laughs> so you know, it's just it, it's crazy to me, and like you know, my fingers are tired these days on social media. They yeah. really are. But like, I watch everyone go back and forth, right? And it, it's like, you know, what you're arguing about. Here's my challenge: ask that brand for a T-shirt. Ask that brand for the ability for the for the chance to buy a T-shirt. Right. Right they probably don't have them right and the podcast, even if they do silent. You, like, well, and even if they do and you wear it who's going to recognize it well would you even want to wear it and like that you know yeah. this is this is deep into the psyche of consumer you know consumerism and branding and, and, and all the deep stuff right but like we all feel better being a part of something especially something that's real right something we can stand behind something we can you know that we can support Right. So when you're looking at this, you know, it's not about buying it from a friend. It's not about, you know, like that's a whole nother side of this. Right. But, you know, just, you know, look at what you're doing. It's like, you know, are you, are you really proud of that? Right. Because there's a lot of these brands that you're never going to see someone rocking lanyard at SEMA. It's just not going to happen. Right. Because, because they're not vested in what you're doing, period. 
Well, and I like what you just kind of said there about, you know, buying stuff, you know, wearing it or whatever. And sometimes, you know, what you said about a friend or whatever. And, and that's kind of a thing too. I mean, a lot of detailers, you know, boast or brag about how they're friends with, you know, guys like you that are in the industry, you know, that hold a, a higher position. But I don't yeah. have friends, man. <laughs> but yet they're not i they're think not we buying. have more haters Dylan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's true I don't really... but they're but they're not buying your stuff right i mean like i typically only buy things that are run by my friends in the industry because i want mm-hmm. to support them because they're my friends and they support me in return mm-hmm. you know or you know thankfully to this podcast it's opened me up to a lot of guys that I probably never would have thought I talked to you kind of like you, you two guys that are on here right now. Um, and I've made friends with a lot more. So I find myself buying now from more people because people are supporting me through the podcast and that's okay. Well, now I need to go buy this from this person and that from that person, because they're supporting me in the podcast. I want to be able to support them. Even if it's just, you know, buying a $40 bottle of whatever kind of deal. Um, so I think that's a good point. Like a lot of people claim to be friends with people in the industry, but they're not supporting them. They're not buying from them. Jason, I can, hat, I can attest hat. to that. Jason, yeah. Jason's <laughs> hat is a perfect example. Plus Jason's brand is, you know, I see so many people that, that talk about Knox and, and KXK line, but then, you know, they're buying a knockoff rack holder. Well, look, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> It, it, it's basic <laughs> economics, right? So like, you know, I mean, mostly everyone loves Noxie, mostly, right? Mm-hmm. If you ever want him to have a training center, buy more of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Like, like, period, right? Like that's, you know, and, and you know, it's, it's not about, you know, being the richest guy or, or, or having, you know, the craziest shop, right? It's, you know, find your path and, 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 and stick to it. Yeah. Right. But, you know, if, you know, if you got to pick something up, right. Everything's gotten, unfortunately for us, right. Everything's gotten better. Everything's gotten better. Right. Like, you know, you can go to Harbor Freight and buy a polisher and you can take care of some cars. Right. I right. don't know if you can take care of, you know, 50, hundreds of cars, but you can take care of some cars if you really want. Right. If, if you really want to, there's nothing wrong with that because of what Rupes has done over the last 10 to 15 years, right? Like period, everything has gotten better because we've all elevated it. Right. And if, right. you know, if all you can afford is the $13 bottle of coating on Amazon, there's nothing wrong with it. Right. As long as you're on the path to get to be better, or exactly. like we said earlier, just don't front it, right? Yep. Just don't front it. Well, period. That's a perfect example too. And, I, and anybody who overcomes the training, I'm I'm in most of them. I usually do kind of the kickoff and talk about the brand history, and then and I help with obviously the technical part. But that's more uh, Jason Rose's deal. But it's this is I, this is a I kid you not. This is what three trainings ago, and it happens multiple times. But this one's sticking out because it was so pointed. We start every class by explaining, you know, guys, we don't sell here. You can't buy from us. You came here for training. It's technical training. This is not a sales pitch for Rupa's products. We're going to teach you how to do something. And if you use our stuff, thank you. If you don't, 
we hope that you, whatever you're using, you get better at using it and you eventually work up to using our stuff or if you never use our stuff. We hope, we wish you nothing but the best, right? And so we do that and then we go around the room, we kind of do a class interview and ask them what they're there to learn and what they're using now and where their pain points are. And so we write this stuff down. This one guy, younger kid, I think he was in from, gosh, he was somewhere in California and he came in and young kid, I mean, maybe 19 years old, fresh in the business and he obviously dropped some coin to get all the way to Colorado and attend a training. And he he's telling us, you know, I'm struggling with finishing. I'm struggling with this. And, you know, I don't I want to get my sanding skills up because I got people asking me to do some wet sanding and stuff. And he gets to the point where he has to tell us what he's, what he's working with now. So we want to know, and not necessarily, we're not even asking brand. I want to know, are you using rotary? Are you using gear driven? Using random orbital? Like what's your flavor? So we know where you're at. And he kind of like has this, he looks down and he's like, well, you know, I'm kind of ashamed to admit it, but he says, I got a Harbor Freight this, and then I bought, and it's a you know, knockoff brand that. And, and he says, you know, like, I, I want to use your guys' stuff, but it's kind of expensive for where I'm at. And I looked at him and I said, dude, I said, that's, that's fine. What we're going to tell you here is applicable to whatever you're doing. I said, the, the skills that we want to teach, the, the value we're trying to instill in people. And I know G-Technic is the same way because every training I've done with Eric, he talks about business and how to approach the sale. And the, the, the products are the background against which all this stuff is discussed. Be better. Here's a product that'll help you do it, but it's more about you. And so I tell this kid, I said, here's the deal. If you take what you learn here and apply it with you got, you're going to be better. Now, the only thing I ask of you in return is, is if you really do think you want our stuff, once those, those tools have run their course and they've made you enough money and you are in that, that mode where you're going to want to buy the best stuff, then come buy our stuff. Yeah. And he like this, like this wave of relief. He was like, Oh God, I'm not being judged. <laughs> and it's, we're, we're, we're here to teach you how to be better. We're not here to judge you for using something else. That's not the, that's not the game, but if, if we teach, and that's, if we're out there just teaching skills, that's got a value. And I, I, I would encourage anybody who goes into your, your chat groups about this and in the comments of this podcast, who's been to one of our trainings, they can confirm what I'm saying. We tell people, I don't care what you're using. We are going to make you a better paint correction technician when you leave here. Right. We hope you use our stuff, but if you don't, we're still going to make you better. And it's, it's, it's where we're operating from. And that's, that's what we want to do. I want people to be better so that they choose to use the good stuff, not make them buy our stuff so they can be better. It's not it. Rupus doesn't make you a better detailer. Yeah. G-Technic doesn't make you a better coding installer. There's not a single product that you can put into a guy's hand that automatically just makes him king of detailing. We're all the good brands. Repeat that one more make... time. Can you repeat that one more time? <laughs> yeah. I think, I think more people need to hear that. We will say it again, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what products you're using. Products do not make you a better detailer. There's no product that magically makes you king of detailing. There isn't. There are brands that are invested in improving you as a detailer and they're with their products make your job easier, faster, more efficient, whatever. Sure. Yes. More enjoyable. It smells better. Who cares? There's tons of things that good brands will do for you. But at the end of the day, the result is on you. Yeah. Detailers. Fuego is a game-changing wheel cleaner and iron decontamination product. The perfect two-in-one product that can be used to deep clean wheels or remove iron contaminants from the paint. From personal experience, I can tell you that Fuego doesn't have that traditional harsh smell of other iron removing products on the market, providing a more user-friendly experience. So go to hypercleanstore.com and pick up some Fuego today. And don't forget, Use the code DETAIL15 to save 15%. Mm -hmm. and so I'm I'll take it one step further. Okay. I, I, I had this evil, this evil idea, right, 
of you know playing almost this evil trick, if you will. And I wanted to take some bathtub blended. I'm talking like 19 cents a gallon stuff, right? And put it in some you know well-known premium brands, including including our own, right? Including G Technic, it's <laughs> bottles, right? And just put it all over the internet, right? Because I was having a, I was having a moment, right? And, you know, I was going to release new stuff that, you know, no one knew, but I was going to get some key people like Dylan behind it to say it's the best. Right. And it is the best. And yeah. Oh, it's the best. Well, why is it the best? Because it's the best. Well, why is it the best? Well, it's the best. Right. And I'm telling you right now, and again, flame on. Right. You would fall for it. Oh, you I'm sure. Fall. I'm sure. Right? The one and, of the things that I think detailers are super gullible, and and it's like if a company comes out and says, "Hey, we've got the best thing ever," and every detailer flocks to it, you know, like the little cartoon, mine, mine, mm-hmm. mine, mine, you know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like all over it. How many and times like, have you, know, you seen that happen? It sweeps through like all again. We could go back to social media. It sweeps through all the groups. So all of a sudden, a brand comes out, gets hot. Mm-hmm. And everybody's on that for like a hot minute and you can't not talk about it. Everybody uses it. It's the best stuff ever. It's the best stuff ever. Until the next best stuff ever comes yeah. out. And all mm-hmm. those dudes that were ride or die for that brand are over to that other brand. Cause that's now the hotness that you got to be, I got to be part of the cool crew. And these guys, a lot of these guys, they wouldn't know good, better or best if it bit them in the face. Right. Nope. And but, it happens every year, <laughs> right? We, we call it the wave. And usually it's the same people. Unfortunately, it's the same people. And, you know, again, this isn't all about being negative and pointing fingers and being a hater and whatnot, because, you know, I don't know the actual number, but there's a good amount of those brands that I was like, oh, here comes the next wave. And they really did good work. Like they did, they did something. They made a brand, right? They got better. They made a network, right? They're growing. That's awesome. Anyone who doesn't want that in an industry needs to leave that industry right now. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. And But my thing is, you know, like, maybe I'm a skeptic, but, you know, I want to see that, right? If, if I still have my shops, I'm going to want to see that first before I throw up a new banner on right. the wall, right? Because you know, you don't want to be that guy in town. Um, you know, it's easier with coatings than it is with, you know, with polishers, but you know, you do 60 coatings in a year and next year you change your coding company because it's the, it's the, the new best, right? Well, like if you're running a proper business, you should be seeing like, I don't know, 40 of those cars again. So how do you explain that to your, the 40 customers? How do you sit there and go, you know what? At the time I thought I sold you the best, but it's been four months. The best is <laughs> now. It's now it's the best is best, right? Oh, that, was, man. that was four months ago, dude. That's old and, news. You got to get on this new stuff now. Yeah. You know, and, and like again, this could be a whole other podcast. And I'm glad that Dylan brought up you know plumbers. I use plumbers all the time when we talk about this. Like, do plumbers have Facebook groups where they talk about? <laughs> Wait, the, I, I, let me let me look. Right, Keep the talking. new PVC glue, bro. Like you got to try this new PVC glue. Dude, those elbows are expensive, man. You got to buy these. They're the same, but they're half the price. Yeah. You know, that schedule C that came out of China, man. Whoa. You know, like, you know, Kevin, uh, Kevin, a Walt, right. The, the Batman himself, 
he was having he was having a moments moments ago like three four years ago and he's like you know what man he's like they should replace i can't see it it's so is blurry it, is it a plumber it, there's a plumber's group in jacksonville florida <laughs> you better get on there and ask him what's the best glue yeah get them, get, get them all riled up right tell me oh, you know, buy your supplies at home depot yeah i gotta <laughs> give kevin credit because he was like you know what i want everyone to do I want everyone to replace whatever they're talking about with NXT paste wax, which I, which I, to this day, I still adore by the way. So I was a little insulted, right? Cause I don't, I don't think he was knocking that purple can of goodness. Right. Yeah. But, you know, it makes a really good point. Right. Cause if you replace what you're talking about with NXT paste wax, all of a sudden what you're talking about makes no more sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, you know, like blah, blah, blah is the, you know, is the best, you know, for hydro, you know, hydrophobicity. Right. (laughs) Well, NXT Pace Wax is the best for hydrophobicity. Right. NXT Pace Wax is the most durable protection on the, you know, on the, like, it's just, it was so perfect how he delivered it. Right. It was so perfect that we're not talking about products. We're talking about, what are we talking about? (laughs) <laughs> well, I think I think that kind of goes into to the marketing, right? I mean, like, yeah. you know, the 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 marketing says it's gonna last this long. It's gonna do this. It's this. It's yeah. that. And mm-hmm. and and let's face it. I mean, I, I'm guilty of it. Um, you know, we're detailers. We go, okay, okay, it does that. Cool. And then you tell your customer, it does. They tell me it does this. It's gonna do that. It's gonna last. Yeah, this long. we don't know no better. We're not right. scientists. We're not chemists. We're you know. Right. <laughs> it goes back to like what Dylan said, kind of before we jumped on, like you know, comparing machines. Like how do you you know how do you know a Rupes is better than a Flex is better than a blah 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 blah. Matt Shine. You know? how, how do you know? Yeah. How do you, you know? know? And and Dylan said like you could open it up, but like what detail is gonna open up their machines and go hmm that motor right there is well, a if, little bit you know like we're not. Yeah. Doing first it. of all, I think. I don't think there's a whole lot of electrical engineers or mechanical engineers that jumped into the detailing industry. For right. Exactly. Exactly. They look at again, it and go, what is this? What again, is this the guy, about? the guy I'll... sent me my, my armature back and I'm like, why'd you send me this back? He goes, well, I just wanted you to see it. I'm like, dude, I don't know what it looks like to begin with, to know what this <laughs> one. Like, just, just give me the hot dogs, bro. Right. Don't tell me how you make them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> my machine, And I'm good to go. Like, you know, he, he you know he oh, buys man. the parts from Rupes. He fixes it for me. I'm good to go. Like I don't yeah. care. Yeah. But well, you know, I mean, we all have senses, right? We're humans, right? Mm-hmm. I, I forgot how many we have. Was it five? Was it seven? Yeah, how many senses five, do we have? Five, I think. Unless right? you're like extraordinary. Well, I mean, come on, right? Um, <laughs> you know, you got, get spider sense. Now, you know, in all fairness, right? Big, big mid '90s Japanese car guy, right? Yeah. But if you blindfold someone and you put them in a 1995 Honda Civic and you blind someone and you put them in even a 1995 911, right? They're going to tell you which one is higher quality. I'm not going to say the word better. I'm not going to say better here, right? Yeah. You know, you sit on a $200 closeout couch and you sit on a $4,000 couch, right? You're going to know the difference. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we're not talking about the five dollar cup of coffee here. Right? right. We're not talking about an experience. Right. The detailer, they get to sell the experience. 
right? We, we sell product. We don't, you know, the, the experience, I guess, if there is one, it comes from that of the quality. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you can pick up polisher A and you can pick up polisher B, right? Because we're, most of us are, are car guys or girls, right? So we've been around garages and shops and tools and whatnot, right? You can tell the difference, right? You can usually look at them and tell the difference. But if you pick it up and you use a little more of your senses other than your eyes, you can really tell the difference. Yeah. Gen KO is an all-around multi-cleaner capable of removing light to moderate water spots, grease, and grime. My name is Jennifer Turcott, and after 22 years in the detailing industry, I'm so proud to have a product that is helping my fellow detailers around the world. I've tested Gen KO for more than two years before the final ready-to-use product was produced. To get your own, you can contact me directly or go to www.igocodingsusa.com, contact your local IGL distributor or installer, and pick your bottle up today. And don't forget to share your experience on social media using the hashtag GenKOMix. Yeah, and that's like Jason said when we had Jason or when we had Jason Rose on. Um, you know, the difference between a Rufus machine and the knockoffs is is the engineering that goes into it, right? I mean, Jason talked about how I think the Rupes machine is a 500 watt machine or something like that. Yep. The other ones claim that they're like 1200. So it's more powerful, right? It's Tim tailored out, right? It's got the LS swap in it. But again, <laughs> you could only put so much power into that backing plate. So then the rest of it is going to go into the other things. And you're talking about yeah. senses, right? So it's going to go into your vibration. It's going to go into your noise. It's going to go into your sound, uh, well, mm -hmm. noise and sound. Um, what's the other one? I forget. There's always a, well, it's, it's, it's physics, right? So it yeah. power in. So to clarify something for anybody who doesn't know this, so I'll power tool talk for a moment. Wattage is a measure of consumption, not a measure of output. Right. Okay. So that's the potential. So, so you're it, using more electricity. That's what Jason said. You're using more exactly. electricity really to do the same thing. But it may not exactly. be as, so, as efficient. It's not as efficient. Exactly. So we can do the same amount of work with 500 Watts that some knockoff does with a thousand. And, so, right. and, and, that, that speaks to something else. One little side note is the fact that a company markets on wattage is preying on the detailer's ignorance of what wattage means, which speaks to, again, goes back to that ethics term. If a company would sell you, oh, it's better because it has a thousand watts and they know that's not the truth, that is a company that is lying to you. And so if you call Rupes and ask, hey, why is yours only 500 watts? We'll give you this talk and say, this is why. Yeah. But anyways, so- But mine goes to watts, 11. <laughs> Yeah, mine goes up to 11. I'll just sort of start hey, putting sevens hey. on our dial so it go up higher. Yeah. But. Yeah. What does it matter if it's 32% SCIO2, TI2, blah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 right? <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, you know, a good marketer, right? And again, I, man, I got it. I feel like I'm always going to get attacked on my podcasts. <laughs> You are. That's a right. Listen, I, I will tell. I will tell you. I will tell you this right off. Right, well, we're not right off. We're almost you know forty minutes in or whatever. Um, John Purdue comes on this podcast and just oh, he tells it. Every, he tells everybody. it like it is, and people yeah. love it. So if you tell it like it is, people are gonna love it. You you won't attack. Dude, just tell tell John us on your mind, a, man. That John has a much better skateboard collection than, than I do. Yeah. <laughs> he has a much better skateboard. He has the best one too. probably in America. Yeah, I would but, probably say that's true. You know, 
I didn't go to school for marketing, right? I, I think I have a little bit of a knack for it. Um, and, but I look back on the years of, of, of being in the, again, you know, being a part partial marketer in the industry, because whenever you're growing a brand, you're always a partial marketer, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I found to be the easiest thing in marketing was to identify a quote hole, right? In either, you know, a system or a product or an industry, right? And then simply fill it, right? Simply fill it, right? So, so what I mean, right? And we'll use, you know, um, we'll use soaps, right? The, okay. the least expensive um, chemical in our arsenal, right? Well, soap A, it really doesn't foam that well, right? Well, how, how can I try to sell against soap A? Well, I'm going to make a similar soap. It's going to do the same thing, but it's going to foam. And I put a big sign on it, right? I'm the foamiest, right? And that, I mean, <laughs> that that's where it came from, right? Because to, to explain all of the bits and pieces that makes one product genuinely better than the other, I wouldn't, I can't even understand it. Right. Mm -hmm. But like everything else, we talked about good, better, best, right. You know, Rubez can source because I believe Dylan, you make your own motors, right? We are one of the only companies in the world to do that. Yes. Right. That was not a baited question, by the way, that was a genuine question, (laughs) but in that process, they can buy good, good wine, good copper. They can buy better copper and they can buy the best copper. Right. right. And if you're building and, an, you know, you're building a cleaner, you can buy the you can buy the good. Right. The better or the best surfactant, raw material, blah, 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 blah. Right. That all affects the pricing. Right. Now, with that same thing said, I'm going to go back to the soap. Right. That soap can cost 30 cents. That motor can cost thirty three dollars. Right. It's up to the company to set the price point. Right now, the companies who are vested, the companies who want the industry to move forward, the companies who want the industry to grow are not the companies taking a three dollar motor and charging you as if it's a thirty three dollar motor. And they're not taking a thirty three cent soap and charging you like it's a three dollar soap. Right. So as the chemical guy in the room, though, I'm not a chemical guy, but, you know, I just got it. That's the shirt I'm wearing. Right. Right. I see a trend right now where detailers are buying what I, what I say is extremely high priced consumables to clean with. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I can't buy the $65 liquid abrasive. That's going to cut the car in half the amount of time, but I can spend $25 on a ready to use all purpose cleaner. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So th- that's a whole, again, a whole nother podcast. Right. But that's a whole backwards trend I see right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's not the price that makes it better, right? Because anyone, anyone can, there's an ask for every seat. Right. And anyone can set a price where people are going to buy it. So we can't even use price anymore to delineate what is the good, better, best model because the market right now has so many, you know, and this isn't all of them, right? Not, not all, the, all the, high, the high price cleaners are, you know, should be LA awesome, right? price, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like 
that that's the game that's being played right now. And, you know, I want to put that out there and again, flame on, but right. you yeah. know, like there's wool being pulled over some of you, you know, your eyes here, um, you know, with some of this other stuff and it's really affecting your bottom line without, you knowing. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. So, you know, talking about price and, you know, comparing it the way that you did, you know, a $3 motor versus a $33 motor and that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. So what about, you know, detailers talk about, you know, there's a race to the bottom in pricing, you know, everybody's trying to undercut, especially the ceramic coating guys, you know, if there's a guy next door doing it for $2,000, I'm going to do it for 1995 or, you know, $1,800. And the next guy's going to do it for $1,700 and, you know, and all the way down. So kind of the same, same way with, with products, it seems like is if somebody is an innovator and comes out with a product and, you know, it's, it's whatever product X comes out and it's, it, it's the only one that's there, right? Now mm -hmm. products X's company has set the the mark they're the pricing right we're mm -hmm. selling it at this but then you know product company b says well hmm, we can make that and we'll make it we'll tweak it a little bit different but we're going to come but again it's the race to the bottom we're going to be super cheap like and i'm not necessarily talking like the difference between some of the knockoff type things that are being made places where everything's just super cheap but if it's almost a, a direct, you know, if it's a, you know, a piece of steel and a piece of steel bent one way, bent another way, you know, kind of whatever, um, you know, it's like, why wouldn't everybody try to be in the same price? I mean, you don't see Reebok and Nike undercutting each other all the time. They're not racing to the bottom. So why are, you know, product companies it's doing that or startup product companies or whatever? giving away money basically because that's yeah. basically what they do <laughs> yeah, right especially when the market people are already paying this yeah. much for this product you're going to make the same product you're going to tweak it a little bit and you can't yeah well and, and our overhead's lower because we didn't have any of the r d to get this going we just copied this and tweaked right. it and so now we can sell it cheaper and that's basically what happens right that is that is a big piece of it and it's you have to start asking yourself you know, it's it, the consumers drive that. It's Amazon culture, right? Yeah. Amazon's entire business model is propped up on the idea of I can look for something, I get five listings, and who buys the most expensive version of the exact same thing on Amazon, right? You buy right, the cheapest right. one. That's right. what Amazon exists for. So the consumers drive that to a degree, and you know, companies should pass on savings. We when we went to our next generation polisher, our first generation one, because we were increasing the volume of stuff we were buying, our cost to manufacture the old version went down. So we reduced the price. We passed the passed the discount on, right? Right. But yeah, I don't understand why companies come in and completely drop the bottom out of it. But there's also the aspect you have to think about the non the parts of the product that aren't the product that come with it, right? So company A in your model, right? They, they invented the product. So they have the R and D cost. They had to, they had to develop it, whatever it is, chemical right. tool, brush, whatever. So they had that there's tooling to set up all these things, all the research and development, all of the testing, all of that stuff to get it to market. They get it to market. Now, if company A is a good company, they're going to continue to back up the consumers of that product. People who chose to adopt their innovative technology with customer support training, in our case, like repairs, in our case, you got a, you know, a, a network and support behind the brand, right? That stuff comes at a cost. That is not free. That all has a cost that is associated with it. 
well, company B that makes the copy of it, maybe they don't have those things. So that's, that's why I start to tell people is if, if something's cheap, there's a reason. There's two possible explanations. Company A is just gouging it. They, they are overcharging for what, what they're making. That's possible. Maybe the company is not operating ethically. Situation two is most likely is they've got a lot of sunk costs and a lot of things to keep that, that company up. All of the companies, if you think about even things outside of detailing that are kind of the first to markets, always tend to be higher. I don't know if you guys know the uh, brand Mission Belt. I wear Mission Belts. I think they're okay. awesome. Like a ratcheting belt. They're like just killer and they're interchangeable. And they were the first ones to market with this ratcheting belt thing. So there's no holes and they, they never get all stretched out and weird. You can interchange the buckles and all this stuff. And they were in the market for a while and they're kind of expensive. They're not cheap. And then all of a sudden I start seeing mall kiosks pop up that have almost identical looking belts for like a third of the price. And I'm like, yeah. holy crap. Wow. So I grab one. True story. Grab one. Like, I'll try it out. It's only a third of the price. And it's like the other one, man, it must be pretty good. I think I wore that thing about four times and something broke. So I you know, called nothing. Go to the website, send an email, nothing. So I never bought that again. I have since bought so many mission belts. And anytime I have a problem, I send an email and I get immediate satisfaction. If it's not a warranty thing, at least it's, hey, we can get you the repair part for that. Or, hey, sorry, I at least get a response. There's someone there, right? right? There's other intangible things with that company. They donate a lot of money to homeless, uh, you know, trying to get people out of homelessness and things like that. And so there's all these things. So when I, suffice to wrap this all up really is just to say that it isn't always about the product that you get. The thing that you get could be high quality, low quality, but there is a company behind it. And all the things that come with it when you buy that, all the support, the fact that you can pick up the phone and talk to a human being, the fact that it maybe supports manufacturing in a first world country and pays a living wage to its employees, in the detailing industry, invests in training, goes to trade shows, does supports the industry you're in, that's part of the cost that's rolled up in that. And you mm -hmm. can choose to support it or not support it. And that's that's yeah. entirely an individual choice. I just, from for me, from a moral and ethical standpoint, I want to support brands that support good things and support mm -hmm. me after I spend the money with them. Yep. You know, it, there there's so many, there's so many layers to this, right? So, you know, as, you know, you know, as, as guys that are both in imported brands with, with heavy U.S. presence, right? You know, we have U.S. headquarters, we have U.S. staff, we have U.S. distribution, right? There's a lot of brands that don't, right? Period. They don't. Now, I don't want to battle the job thing because if you're using an, a distribution company, you're still technically kind of supporting jobs, right? But, you know, it's, it's just, it's another job for them, right? Like our, you know, walking the Rupes Center and like coming to our center, everyone, you know, bleeds the brands, you know, like, you know, Dylan's Instagram yesterday, right? What was the guy's position who you, who you showcased? Will, he's our, yeah, he's our repair manager, Will, yeah. Right? He's the dude that fixes your tools. You know what I mean? Like, so, it, you know, a distribution center model, you just send them the tool and they're going to send you a new one, right? Because they make so much money, right? That they can just give you a tool, yeah, right? You know, Amazon makes so much money. You know, we ordered a, this Bluetooth PA speaker thing for one of the events and it showed up with a hole in it. It still worked. We still have it. Amazon just sent us another one, right? 
because they're so cheap and they made enough money on you. Yeah. 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 You know, so like, it, you know, you think you're winning. I got two. Cool, man. But like, you know, you got two pieces of garbage that a small group of individuals who doesn't care about you made a good amount of money, you know, and then you're the same guy that wants to preach the brotherhood and, you know, the detailing bro and like this and that. Right. So, you know, I just, I don't think enough people talk about this, you know, a great, uh, I just watched house of Gucci on a, on a plane ride. Right. And, you know, cause being a brand guy, like it's an entertaining movie. So watch right. it. Right. And Christina Aguilera is in it. So if you're in your thirties and you still have a crush, on her, <laughs> right? She, she, she's still alive, believe it or not. Yeah. It's right. Amazing. But what was wild and what I picked up on, and I hope I don't, cause now I'm on, you know, I'm recorded. I hope I didn't get this wrong. Because I am wrong thirty percent of the time, and we could also we could also go spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it. You know, just to make sure. No, 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 no. This is okay. like a micro okay. fracture. Okay, I just wasn't weirdo, sure. Weirdo Ericism here, right? I'm not going to ruin the cool part of the movie. Okay. Well, one of the Gucci's finds out that there's this thing um, called, you know, Canal Street in New York City, uh-huh. where you can go and buy a bootleg. Uh-huh. And he brings it to the uncle or, 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 or one of the Gucci's at the time. And the guy goes, yeah, idiot, it's paying for your vacation house. So Gucci themselves was allowing and facilitating the build of the bootleg because it was the only thing keeping the business in the black until it was purchased and ran by, you know, not family tied, yeah. you know, originators to the brand but you know when you think about that like it's wild right so six thousand dollar purse that a decimal point of the percentage of the people can buy right not profitable to the company who's behind it the brand the heritage all that not profitable but they can throw one on a sidewalk on a blanket and for those of them in new york city it's hysterical to watch because they can (laughs) leave they can leave with 150 items in one sheet yeah. Right. Which is awesome. So cool to watch. Right. But like it's 40 bucks, it's 40 bucks, but you know, what's crazy. The girl or guy 2022 walking around with the bootleg one, they know it's bootleg. Yeah. They know. Right. So there's something there, right. There's something there. And I can't you want the you want the original, but you only have bootleg money, but you still want to pretend that you got the original. Right. Right. But you know, so you know, take that for what it's worth, right? Not making any money on a six thousand dollar purse, but somehow making money on, you know, a 40 cent piece. I use water bottles all the time in my in my thoughts, right? As a, a fan of aluminum, shout out to Liquid Death. Maybe we can get a sponsorship here for the uh, for the podcast, right? Like, think about that, man. Like, thirty six water bottles for what? Four bucks. Mm-hmm. Dylan, do quick math. I don't, it's too late in the day to be doing math there. It's like stupid <laughs> cheap, right? Because yeah. of the insane volume of of water bottles, right? Right. Yeah. And then, like, I look at what we're paying for, like, a decent bottle that's going to allow this product to go around the world, and I'm just like, huh? You know, but, you know, these don't get thrown out and that does, I don't know. There's, there's just so much to the economy that, that plays off this, 
you know, and I mean, again, if you take anything from this is like, don't support bootleg shit. <laughs> I think, I think it's support the people who support us, you know, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, again, I, I, I think the brands like you guys and, and some of the other ones that, you know, we're friends with and, and support are, are just that, you know, I mean, I, I think, you know, especially in this, with this podcast, you know, a lot of the friends that I've made in the industry, um, you know, going back to last year for my birthday, when we did the the first birthday bash, you know, I reached out to a bunch of brands, you know, that I have friends with and was just like, Hey, look, we're thinking about doing this birthday bash. We want to just give stuff away, you know? And I was, I was literally thinking like somebody might send me a t-shirt, somebody might send me a hat or something like that, you know? And like, you know, no, we're they getting came, they gave, gave some good shit. Right. I mean, we we're getting like, you know, Tommy with angel wax was sending us ceramic and, you know, the ceramic bottles and, and, you know, uh, Brian guy put up, you know, uh, some Swiss facts, you know, product, um, you know, it, we got like, I, and I was amazed by the stuff that I got, you know, and, and that's, that's the cool factor because the, those companies are supporting us as detailers and, you know, yeah, I mean, they're not going to give everybody away free stuff if you call them up and ask, but I mean, we have podcasts, we were going to, you know, give them a shout out, you know, as free advertisement for them to send me, you know, a couple but it's, of it's, it's a reciprocal thing, right? And, right. and companies are the same way you're you're putting good stuff out and it's funny because i think a lot of guys don't pay attention to that but because they get angry and it, it like if they reach out to a brand and like hey you know I, I i you know i really i really like your stuff can you send me send me this and if the brand says no then they're big they're down on them right yeah and the question you need to ask yourself is well what are you doing not necessarily even for the brand just but in general what are you putting out there and so it doesn't surprise me you've got a bunch of stuff because you've got a podcast you're putting out you're trying to do things that help people, right? This right. podcast isn't just for for you to sit around on a Friday night with Dylan from Rupus and Eric from G Tech and I can just bullshit. Right. You you've got an intention, right? There's a tr- you're trying to get information out to help people. Right. So if you're putting good in, good stuff out, the 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 reciprocation of that is that people are going to give you stuff. And so it, even on a small scale, not everybody has a podcast. But if you're in a shop and you're out there and you're preaching to do things right and do things ethically and do it by the books and support good brands. I give stuff away to guys like that all the time. And like at, at random, I'll see a dude make a really, really, and not even just about Rupes, but just like a a good post about just being better, elevate, being a better detailer, being a better person, being a better you know steward of the industry. I'll shoot the guy a DM, be like, dude, what's your shirt size? Yeah, and they're completely floored, and they're like, they and those are the guys that I actually really love talking to because they're not expecting it, and that's when that that stuff starts to come back around when you support the network because it's. When you guys say it's like, you know, it's cool that I'm friends with these people now. I don't want anybody listening to this to get the idea that, you know, detailing is at this boys club and you got to be buddies and be on the inside to know these guys to, to be connected. And you can only be connected if you buy the right brands. That's not it. If you're yeah, putting no. out good into the universe, that gets seen. Brands are going to want to help you out. Brands mm-hmm. are going to want to support you more specifically than just the, the industry at whole. So I, it's it's interesting you say that you got a bunch of stuff because I think if you're putting out goodness, dude, you're going to get goodness back. It's the way it right? Works. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I I call it the uh, my name is Earl, you know, um, deal. Yeah. You know, what yeah. <laughs> do yeah, good yeah. things and good things happen to you. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, exactly. You know, and 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 you're right. I mean, we we you know we started this podcast. I started this podcast. Jason's been been a big part of it. You know, lately. Um, 
because I wanted to do that, right? Like I wanted to reach out to people. I wanted to meet people. I wanted to talk to people. I wanted to make friends in the industry other than just shooting them a, a, a DM, um, you know, or an instant message or whatever. And then, and then it started with the topics, you know, because I felt like, Hey, let's, uh, you know, I like these topic things. Let's do that and bring people on, um, you know, and that's, what's helped me kind of get to become, you know, friends or, or to get to know guys like you that I kind of feel like, you know, maybe I wouldn't have beforehand and, and not, not that it wouldn't happen. Not that you're like, ah, we, we don't want to deal with you because you're the little guy, but just because I'm, I'm, I'm shy and introverted that way, which is weird because I have a podcast and I don't think it's that weird. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, I, you know, like, you know, the, my first couple of times at MTE, you know, I was just like, uh, you know, I was there for like an hour or so. And then I'd go home, you know, cause I live in Orlando, you know, then, then I started riding Noxie's coattails and I got a little bit of popularity and people started talking to me and then we started the podcast. And now I go to MTE and, and it was, you know, a whirlwind because I'm running around talking to everybody, meeting people and, you know, people are pulling me in different directions and, and it's awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you're right. You know, as long as you're doing good, good things happen to you. I This industry has, I mean, it has put a roof over my head, fed my family, yeah, good provided things, for me. Good things do happen. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. How much but did you, you pay for that again? <laughs> Zero. If you, it depends. Is, is it a real one or a bootleg one? Yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on. That's real. But I, I, I have. I've, I've tried to give back as much as I can to the industry, be it by making appearances on podcasts on a Friday night at, you know, after dinner hour or whatever it yeah. might be, right. <laughs> Doing trainings, writing articles, giving people advice via DMS. I mean, all that kind of stuff I've put it out and the, the industry has paid me back for it. I, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm very, very lucky to sit in the spot that I am in. I am not exceptionally talented in any way, shape or form. I am, <laughs> I, I, I would say I'm pretty good, pretty solid detailing. I've been at it for a while. And maybe I have some skill sets that are valuable. But at the end of the day, the reason I'm sitting in the spot that I'm in is because I've always done things ethically and I've always tried to do good for the industry and for other people in the industry. Right. And that mm -hmm. has the, the industry has repaid me tenfold for it. Yep. And so if, it, if it's buying the buying the products from the reputable brands, if it's helping out your fellow detailers, all that kind of stuff, if you do those things, if you connect with the right people, you end up. I'm not saying you're going to be running the Rupa's marketing department. I mean, that spot's taken at least until I retire, but <laughs> you, this, this industry will pay you back. It will, it will, it will do right by you if you do right by it. But if you are going to be that guy who's going to go out there and buy the, the knockoffs and you're going to buy the cheap stuff because it's cheap. If you're going to bash the brands that are trying to do good stuff, just because you don't like the price point they're at, if you're going to do all that kind of stuff, then don't expect to end up anywhere on a podcast like this and don't expect to have a lot of success because it's, it is, I, I it, it, this sounds like weird, like, you know, crystals and, you know, sing Kumbaya around the campfire type stuff, but it is, you put good stuff out, good stuff comes back. It yeah, is that way in the detail industry. No, exactly you know, right. we, the brands that we're, we're supporting, the brands we're behind, the people we're supporting, the people that, you know, we're behind, you know, years in the game, years of mistakes, period. Right. So not only have we had to, you know, come across um, drama, dilemma, right. Problems and, and solve it all. Right. 
we haven't won everything. Like Dylan said, you know, a lot of us aren't, you know, you know, you know, terribly talented, right? But we didn't give up, right? At the, as either people or brands, right? And, you know, we made sure that we did the right thing, right? And, you know, I guess one of my challenges to put out to everyone, you know, or, you know, if you're thinking about getting in the game, because I remember a time, but, you know, it was about 11 or 12 years ago where I got pissed off early in the Facebook game, you know, certain detailers were getting like, you know, products to try. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, I like, I got a doper shop. I'm doing better work. No one's sending me anything. Like what the shit, right? I literally remember where I was sitting. Maybe one day if we're ever cool enough, I'll take a tour, right? We'll go back to the house and I can show you where it happened. Right. <laughs> the, the, Probably I'm, never going to to your autobiography. It'll be great. Right. Yeah. 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 Right? <laughs> yeah me and uncle Elon, we're going to write our books together. <laughs> Um, you know, but you know, I remember when that was, you know, like I, I'm like, it, the time has flown, right. It's just 12 years gone. Yeah. Right. Of playing in the product game. Yeah, but I remember feeling that way. So like, it's normal. So my challenge out there is, are you going to, you know, are you going to be a wannabe or are you going to be a gonna be right? Yeah. So, you know, a, you know, Alex, you know, you started this, you had that road, right? Like, well, I can, I can front this out or I can actually do it. And, you know, you're, you know, you're a gonna be. So, if you're doing it right, you know, you're, you're going to be where you want to be, period, yeah. right? And I think, I think that's and, a lot you know, of detailers' mentality, right? They're like, oh, you know, like what you were saying, like, oh, I've got a badass shop. I kick ass. Like, I put up all my show and show and shine pictures. Like, how come nobody's sending me products to test out? How am I not a tester? You know, and, and, and you know, I, I sometimes I think like, okay, but what, what makes you qualified to be a tester? I mean, do you, are you going to be able to know are you how just something... a good dude? I mean, there's plenty of dudes with really dope shops that are just a bag of dicks and right. you just don't want to work with them, you know, like, right. and those, and, and so if you're that guy, it's, it, again, it's not about the quality of the work or how badass your shop is. I know some dudes that are still mobile to this day. have been mobile for decades. Yeah. Still working mm-hmm. out of a van, but they are crushing it. And it's mostly because they just, are good dudes and they yeah. they they're they're trying to do good they're trying to do what's right out there not no you're, not worried about why they're not getting their comeuppance because they you know oh man i've been doing i've been detailing nothing but exotic cars why is nobody resharing my stuff right and you're right because i remember the first the first bottle of stuff that got sent to me to try out you know patterson sent me some obert stuff and i was like hey what's this he goes well i just want to get your feedback on it and i'm like me like dude i don't know anything about this he's like just use it tell me what you think you know and i was like blown away you know and, and jason brennan the meatball the company at costco cares who tries that swedish meatball right exactly and <laughs> brennan brennan did the same thing when he joined rupus and you guys you know redid the 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 product line you know he's like hey i want to send you one of everything and i'm like why me you guys are sending the guys like noxy and you know this guy and that guy He's like, I want your feedback on it. I was like, hell yeah, man. Cool. Appreciate it. So, you know, yeah, I think it's, I think it's, I think you're right. I mean, if you, if you're just a good person, you know, 2022, good person. Oh, well, you're a good human. Yeah. You can, you can (laughs) reap some of the, the, the benefits of it, you know, and look, do the work and like, Hey, unfortunately you may have to actually ask for something. So that was my fault. Right. I'm sitting there pissed off. I'm like, 
oh, this guy got the new optimum stuff and this guy got this. And like, you know, I didn't get any of it. I was too young to realize like, right. all I had to do was ask, right? <laughs> Maybe if I, gonna, you know. They're going to say no and you end up in the same position you're in right now? Or they're going to be like, hey man, what's your address? I'll send you some stuff. I mean, look, non-beautiful men of the world who want, you know, a lady friend, you go ask a hundred, <laughs> you go ask a hundred of them. You're probably going to get one. Odds are. Right. Law, laws of numbers, right? That my, dude, my it's boss so ironic, company. dude. Me and Alex just had this conversation, what, like fucking three hours ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, how, we'll talk about it. How do I get my first exotic in my shop? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Um, get off Facebook groups and go and ask someone with an exotic if they want their car detailed. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. I just It's just crazy to me. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Anybody who wants an exotic is crazy. Most people don't. Most yeah, most of them don't, don't pay a lot, and 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 then they're they're yeah. I'd rather have the people, I'd rather have the guy with the daily that spent all his money on it and is wanting to protect it and make it look nice versus the guy that has got his 14th Ferrari and he's just waiting for the next one to come out so he can trade this one in, kind of deal. Um, I can't wait till I come back and be on the uh, uh, you should be doing minivans podcast. That that's. <laughs> I, I just still, you know, like if, again, you know, the what ifs, if we could yeah. all do it over again, dude, I would have the hackiest hand wash on the planet. Yeah. I have so much fun with that. Like, yep. and it would, it would be, so I'm trying to think of a really good term for this. Um, it would be in a, a, a dense urban area. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I would just have a blast. I would have a blast, man. I would have, have fun no fun. offense, Dylan, I'll buy tools and stuff to hang them in the showroom, but I'm not going to use them. I'm just going <laughs> to 55 gallon dude. garbage can full of soapy water. I'm going to town. Dude, do you think any guy who's running a place like that is currently worried about anything other than just washing cars? Yeah. And the and and where he's gonna <laughs> where he's putting the rest of the cash he just got today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Man, exactly. my box is full. I don't know what to put this cash. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, you know, I mean, what you know? Again, we can do podcasts and all these little micro topics here. But you know, we just came back from California on, on a super exciting trip with a lot of you know really well named uh, people in the the bigger automotive industry, right? Okay. I mean, ten years ago detailing was looked at like can i say crackhead shit sure i mean you just did oops you know detailing really listen apparently you don't know this is the laziest podcast ever i don't do a lot of editing in this podcast so if you (laughs) say something he doesn't even have a bleep button yeah is this uh is this the second best podcast uh i don't know if it's the second best it's definitely the laziest um because again being the second best I mean, the the only the only editing done is to put commercials in and and theme song, and that's about it. Yeah, but it is the past couple of years, at least. I mean, it happened again this weekend. It's blown my mind, right? Because when I was in my last career, um, you know, people would be like, "Dude, what? You just went to Guatemala? Like, what do you do?" And I'm like, "I, I wash cars." They're yeah. like, "You flew to Guatemala and you to wash cars," and I'm like, "You know, that's kind of how I played it off, right? Because I really didn't." feel like explaining again those keywords right what's yeah what's paint correction what's rupes you know it's from italy it's a lamborghini polishers g tech that uh uh-uh. i just i wash cars 
there's rich guys all over the world. They, you know, and then, so people's minds go crazy. Like, what's he really doing with the rich guys? We're yeah. not going to go there, whatever. Right. <laughs> but we all know what, you know, what I'm getting at is like the doors that have, that we have been able to walk through, not open. They're open for us. Right. We're invited in to these top tier automotive circles. When at the end of the day, we are simply just car washers. It is because of the power of the brands, the people and in the industry that we built, period. That's what's worth supporting. That's how you had a you podcast know? right there. That's yeah. it. Man. Yeah. <laughs> you I, mean, know? I, I think that's a good spot to end. But yeah, I mean, listen, Eric, um, Dylan, I, I appreciate you guys coming on. Um, I think this was fun. Great um, episode. Great it would have been yeah, it would have been cooler had you know the ginger showed up. My ginger bear didn't show up. I'm really last. sad. Yeah, he showed up to one of our events on Friday. Yeah. So yeah. that was a week ago. So I mean he showed up. Yeah. No, he I just, don't know from where, but yeah. he showed up. Yeah, he <laughs> crawled out from under his rock somewhere. Um <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate you guys coming on and talking about this. I think this was uh, something that kind of needed to be said. And and again, it's it's a little different than what we normally talk about on the podcast. But, you know, hey, John, John Purdue can come on here and just kind of say the things he says and our people love it. I think I can start getting a little more controversial, I guess. Huh? <laughs> so yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, Stop buying dumb shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> If anybody would like to reach out to you guys, I don't know how available you are or anything like that. I mean, is what's the best way to get a hold of you guys? I'm I'm incredibly visible because you can imagine there's not any other Dylan Von Kleiss anywhere on social media. Yeah, so uh, I'm pretty easy to find. And then obviously through the official channels, uh, you know, rupususa.com and the contact us page. If you send something there, it'll always find its way to me. So uh, okay. I'm easy to track down. I mean, I haven't made an Instagram post since July of 2018. Okay. So, with that said, <laughs> so, Eric, so good luck trying to get a hold of Eric. No, no, no. Look, um, <laughs> I'm I'm glued I'm glued to my email, um, Eric Joseph at gtechlink.com. and you know, again, another part, another micro topic because I can't shut up. Right. Start using more professional means of communication. Oh God, don't get me started. 2.30 in the morning on a Sunday is not the time to DM your favorite detailing industry professional. <laughs> in order to start the conversation, do not start with, hey. You up? Or, hey, man, how are you? Or, hey, can I ask you a question? So just pretend that we're meeting each other in person. Yeah. Right. And you want so, to impress you. Yeah. So email is the preferred method because that's the way business is done these days. If you want to slide in a DM, you know, I don't have notifications on, but I will eventually see them unless it's in the creepy folder. I don't know how to get you out of the creepy folder. <laughs> so, and then he might, he might send you a dick pic back. It's happened to me before. It's really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Oh, damn, that's something I was just going to say and I forgot. It was, um, oh i was gonna say yeah 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 i got it so i got a text from kilmer um i don't know when he texted me but i saw it at 6 30 and i had to think before i texted him back because kilmer's on west coast and i was like shit i don't want to send kilmer a text at 3 30 in the morning so yeah you're right (laughs) (laughs) think before you text 
<laughs> no, for real, for real. Because like I have them all screenshotted and I know one of you is going to end up being big time one day. And I'm going to be like, you remember that time when you were a rookie and you were sending out hey mans at 2.30 in the morning? Hey bro, can I ask you a question real quick? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. At dinner um, time? Cool. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate it. Um, this was fun. I hope it was fun for everybody else. Absolutely. And, uh, we'll. Hey man, loved it. It was great. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Have a great night, everybody.